nigga, I be trippin'. Bitch, I don't give a fuck. I put the K on niggas. I spray on niggas. Come through 2012, XJ on niggas. I'm an apex predator. Nigga, I'm strong. Shooters on deck, I break bread and they own you. Niggas said I fell off. Oh, you heard I fell off. Why the fuck would you be repeating that? Nigga, I'm a rat tycoon. Make a hundred mil by Alright, alright, alright. Welcome back, welcome back. You know what time it is. <laughs> That's right. A Saturday edition of the Fan in the Van podcast time. Uh, I was going to do one yesterday, but I decided to come in a little bit late, so uh, I didn't get a chance to do that. But obviously, the record is tied. Aaron Judge has done it. One of the cleanest to tie the AL, that's what they want to call it, the AL home run record. And listen, that's fine. I mean, everybody's going to have their opinion on this. Um, You know, I think, honestly, Major League Baseball needs to do the right thing. I mean, if you don't condone using PEDs, and guys like Bonds and McGuire and Sosa all did it, and all three have broken Maris's record, and Bonds breaking the all-time home run record, to me, you either put an asterisk next to it and incorporate Maris's record as the actual record, or you, in essence, you could wipe it from the record books, but you can't wipe it from our minds, okay? Um, A lot of people have been bashing Roger Maris Jr. You know, he has no say in what the record is. Listen, as far as I'm concerned, everybody in this world's entitled to an opinion, and that's his opinion. I mean, considering the fact all he's really doing is defending his dad, so... I don't blame him. I don't blame him in that regard. But at the end of the day, I hate I hate to say it. 61's the record to beat. And it should always be the record to beat. Because again, it was done cleanly. There was no cheating. There was no there was no nothing involved. There was no no steroids, no Androstein, no no drama with it at all. Just a guy who went up to bat and Every few games, hit two home runs in a game and tallied up 60-plus friggin' home runs for the year. And the funniest part to all of it is, is that when Judge hits the home run, you figure this one guy is going to catch the ball, right? And he dropped, let's say about $2.5 million, let's just say. You got to feel like the biggest fucking strunts on God's green earth. I mean, my God. My God, you got to feel like an asshole. But, you know, yesterday I was listening to my buddies at 1420 Sports and they had, um, I think, Aaron from Brutally Honest Sports Talk on. And, you know, they were talking about as far as Bonds and guys like Clemens getting in the Hall of Fame. And, you know, yeah, Bonds Bonds was kind of a dick to the media, not going to lie. Um but at the end of the day, do, do Bonds and Clemens get in? I mean, again, I, I've said it before. So my opinion on it is this. You can put them in pre-steroids, pre-anything. Because their numbers were already halfway there to such a point that why not just put them in for their accolades before they got caught cheating. I mean, guys that were guys who went in front of Congress, you know, like Rafael Palmero, those guys, they'll never get in. They'll never get in. But a guy like Bonds, 
a guy like Clemens, I mean, they even mentioned Pete Rose will never get in because of, you know, the, the whole gambling thing. I think the more that they let Pete Rose attend more MLB events, I think the closer he gets to actually getting in. And I say that only because you know what Major League Baseball is going to do. They're going to wait till the man is dead. Then they're going to put him in. So he doesn't even get the chance to actually enjoy that moment where it's, okay, everybody's looking past my sports gambling incident which didn't cheat the game of baseball as far as performance at all. As far, I mean, he was managing, I understand. You know, he could have said, listen, I bet against us tonight, so, you know, only score this amount of runs, you know, only whatever it was, okay? <clears throat> but what I'm saying is what he did is far less than what Clemens, Bonds, the Houston Astros even have done, where they've cheated the game because they've altered Certain things. The Astros altered by knowing what was coming. They altered outcomes of games and benefited from it. You know, uh, Dave from 1420 Sports says that, you know, cheating's part of the game now. Especially with all the technology we have. And unfortunately, I would like to disagree with Dave, but he's right. It's part of the game. Technology is a huge part of the game. And why not take advantage of it? I mean, Boston and the Yankees got caught with using Apple Watches or whatever it was and using replay cameras to figure out pitch, uh, pitch selections and all this other bullshit, right? All Houston did <laughs> was bang a garbage can. I'm not saying it's justified. But what I'm saying is, if everybody's going to sit there and you're going to bash the Astros and you're going to bash the Red Sox, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but my New York Yankees are involved in it too, so you, you got to throw them into the bashathon here. But that's a situation where you move on from it. You hope it's not happening anymore, and if it is happening, you at least know, to be honest, you at least know these teams have gotten smarter. These guys that are going to partake in it have said, well, this is how they did it and got caught, but this is how I'm going to do it, and I'm not going to get caught for the time being. I mean, eventually... With anything in life, whether you're cheating, stealing, whatever it is, eventually you're going to get caught. Eventually you do slip up, you do get caught, and you pay the ultimate price for it. But do I think they're still cheating in baseball today? Yeah, even with that stupid little thing the pitchers got to wear and the catchers where they're like, you know, whatever fucking Morse code they're doing on that stupid little wristwatch thing, you know, for pitch selection. You don't think eventually somebody's going to figure it out? <coughs> you don't think somebody's going to watch a replay of the game and go, Oh, when he does it like this, blah, 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 whatever he's hitting, he's, he hits this button twice and this once. That means he's throwing a sinker. You don't think somebody's going to figure it out? Come on. Again, we live in a new world where technology rules all. And that's that. That's the way that goes. Um, but again, you know, now Aaron Judge, though, has got the chance to break the record this weekend at home, which is where it should be broken. And then we move on to the playoffs. Obviously, we get LeMayu back, which is a which is huge. And we're getting everybody back at the right time. But I wish we didn't get Zach Britton back. Because Zach Britton is a broken man at this point to me. And it's because he's injury-ridden. And I think the injuries have taken a toll on him. And it's just, I hate to say it, but nice knowing you. Get the fuck out of the Bronx. 
go play for the Long Island Ducks or the fucking Staten Island Ferry Hawks or the fucking Lancaster Barnstormers in the Atlantic Baseball League. Go, go, go fucking go do that. Go do that. Because you have no, you have no reason to be on a professional baseball field man right now. You have none at all. But, <clears throat> you know, I got asked with all the guys coming back from injuries, you know, do we really have a shot at this of winning the World Series? I'll be honest with you. It's 50-50. Because you have a team like Seattle, okay? 21 years they haven't made the playoffs. Now Seattle's in the playoffs. And Seattle's riding the hot, uh, uh, you know, listen, they're riding the lightning in the bottle right now. You know, they're a hot team right now. Could they carry that momentum into the playoffs and then beat everybody on, in their path? Yeah. We've seen the underdog story countless times in every sport where a team that they have no reason to be in the playoffs. But you could say that about a lot of teams, but the issue is this. They won the games they were supposed to and fought hard to get there. So who's to say who belongs and who doesn't? I mean, it's not like the college football playoffs where, you know, you have a bunch of guys voting on who should get in based on strength of schedule, biggest losses, biggest wins, and all that bullshit. And somehow a team that underperforms, like Notre Dame, even though I'm a huge Notre Dame fan, manages to get in every year. And now that they expanded the college football playoffs, you've given Notre Dame more reason to get in now. But regardless of that, if the Yankees can get past Houston, <coughs> the answer is yes. But they have to beat whoever wins the wild card round. Then they have to contend with Houston. And what sucks is because Houston's got the better record, Houston has home field advantage in the ALCS. Yankees obviously have it in the ALDS the same way Houston does. But Houston goes in number one, and the Yankees, unfortunately, will go in number two. Now, could, in fact, the Yankees beat Houston? They could. But you have to absolutely destroy Justin Verlander and the rest of their starting pitching. And you have to take two, you have to take the first two games in Houston. That's what you have to do. If you want to get past Houston, you do not want it going back to Houston. You have to, in essence, it's you have to do the improbable. You have to sweep Houston to get to the World Series. Because if the longer the series goes, the stronger Houston becomes. Now, could the Yankees match that that strength and get stronger as that series were to go on? They could, but do you want to risk it? And my answer is simple. It's no. You don't want to risk that. So, you know, but we could talk more playoff baseball as we get to the playoffs, as everything gets more aligned, who's playing who, where, when, the who's, whatever the fuck's. Um, But we got to talk, I don't know what's going on in the NFL when it comes to these concussions and these protocols. Obviously, you had Cincinnati and the Jets last Sunday. T. Higgins, you know, takes a nasty helmet-to-helmet hit. (coughs) Four days later, he's playing against Miami. Tua Tunga-Viola, which is the huge talk of it. And obviously, they're talking about that more than T. Higgins because of what happened in the Buffalo game. Then what happened this past Thursday? I didn't see exactly what happened. I've seen bits and pieces of the film. But the fact that he rolls over and his hands are all like 
like mummified almost in a way. Not not to laugh about it, but I mean, how does how do you trot that guy out there? Knowing what you could say that that when he stumbled Sunday twice, that it wasn't because of a concussion, it was because of a back injury. I don't know. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. Because I've had back injuries and I don't stumble like that. But then again, I also don't take 13 to 25 hits on a Sunday and get my brain rattled in a helmet for 60 plus minutes. But the NFL really, for, 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 for a brand that preaches safety and how they do all these things. And again, technology is very heavy in the NFL where they're trying to make helmets safer and, and this safer so these guys can play longer and they don't develop CTE as early. And all this other shit. Okay? But you look at Tua Tonga Viola. How does this kid play again? He's talking about coming back. Hey, I admire the grit. But let's call it what it is. You know, um, what was it? I forget the guy's name. But he used to be in WWE. And then he became a, a, a huge concussion advocate. Uh, Chris Nowitzki. I think his name is. Or CJ Nowitzki. Whatever. He came out, they, they asked him, and he said, he said, in my honest opinion, he should sit out the rest of the year and let every day, whether it's concussions, his back, whatever it is, and just let him heal and then see where he is at this time next year. And I have to agree. I understand Miami fans want to win a Super Bowl. I understand the organization wants to win. I understand they're tired of being the laughing stock in the AFC East. But is putting your quarterback out there to get killed worth it? I mean, think about that. If you, if he takes that hit Thursday night and doesn't get up and he's paralyzed, who's at fault? Obviously, the Miami organization would have to be at fault. Obviously, you can't put the blame on Tua Tonga Viola because he probably went with it and said, yeah, I'm good to play because we don't know what he's saying. He could probably tell them, listen, I'm fine. I'm ready. I'm good to go. And you know, and a lot of that is the adrenaline talking when you say all that. So, if I'm to a tongue of Iola, I take the rest of the year to heal. I would not put pads on the rest of the season. And people could sit there and you could say he's a chicken shit bitch. You know, that he's a chicken shit bitch and that, oh, you're being a pussy and blah, 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 whatever. No, it's called protecting yourself. It's not called being a bitch. It's not called being a pussy. Okay, um, the other thing I find fascinating to, to get off that topic, because it, it gets a little depressing in a way, and listen, we all feel bad for what happened to a tongue of Viola, obviously, that's how you say it over there at 1420 Sports, because I was listening to Brent and Dave trying to pronounce it, and at, at one point, Brent was just like, fuck it, I don't even care, um, you know, but my thing is, like, in Pittsburgh, Minka Fitzpatrick was under concussion protocol since last Thursday, okay? Or last Thursday, last Friday, whatever it was. Just yesterday, he cleared concussion protocol. So how is it an organization, and yeah, I will use Pittsburgh as the example because they follow everything to the letter of the law of all these protocols, whether it means their top performer is not going to be in the game or not. 
if Minka doesn't clear pro, uh, concussion protocol by the deadline on on Friday, whatever it is, three four o'clock, let's say, they're not going to risk putting them in. They're going to say, listen, according to the according to the the guidelines in the CBA when it comes to the concussion protocol, you didn't pass it, so we're not playing you. So how is it that a guy who, in essence, was injured on Sunday, both guys, T. Higgins and Tua Viola, then have a short turnaround week and play Thursday. You mean to tell me that in three or four days, <coughs> they both, and, my, and, and and this too, T. Higgins continued to play in the game Sunday from what I saw. So what you're telling me is that in three to four days, they both managed to clear the protocol, but it took Minka Fitzpatrick almost over a week to clear protocol. What, does every team have a different fucking protocol? Pittsburgh's got to follow it, but if you have a short turnaround week, it gets amped up. And it's like, okay, well, in a day, if you you know, you know don't hear any ringing in your ears and no constant headaches, because there's a lot that goes into this protocol. You know, for those that don't know, I mean, I've had my fair share of concussions, and you get the constant headaches, the ringing in the ear, the blah, 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 whatever, okay? You know... If one team could follow it, why couldn't the other two teams do it? And Cincinnati, I mean, granted, T. Higgins doesn't get hurt in this game from what I from what I recall, because I didn't watch most of it. I watched a part of it. And then, um, you know, because I wound up going next door. I was at my buddy's house. I wound up going next door to see if they had the game on there. But obviously, they don't know how to stream anything because you can only watch Thursday night on Amazon Prime. So... Whatever, and I left my phone at his house because it was on the verge of death. But from what I've seen in the highlights, Tua Tonga Viola had no fucking reason to be out there. None at all. His medical team failed him, and his organization failed him. Even his coaches failed him. <coughs> and this is a guy who is injury prone since college. He's had concussions in college. He had the hip injury in college. So, here he came into the league a fragile man. And now he's more damaged. How, how, do, how do you as the Dolphins allow this? I don't, I, I don't grasp it. I really don't. But, obviously we have Sunday football coming up. And uh, one, of my, one of my customers that works down the block comes in the other day. And he's a huge Jet fan. And we were talking about, you know, we're talking about the Jet Steeler game. And, you know, obviously Zach Wilson's going to get the start Sunday. Now, you don't know what Zach Wilson you're going to get. You also don't know what Jet team you're going to get. This Sunday, you don't even know what Steeler team you're going to get. You know, is Mitch Trubisky going to go out there and, and defy Matt Canada and say, fuck this, I'm running the plays I want to play. If you're calling this and I see the defense sniffed it out, I'm calling an audible, and this is what we're doing? Because let, let's call it what it is. The, the media, for one, and not just the media in Pittsburgh, but the NFL media as a whole is trying to divide and conquer in this situation. Najee Harris came out, he pretty much, he pretty much said it at, at that length. He goes, we're banding together. You're not going to get us to divide. It's almost like you're trying to get it where it's like, um, you know, it's like, it, you know, it's the us against them mentality where it's like, you, you know, where it's like, you know, you work a regular nine to five and it's the regular, you know, 
the regular nine to five guy versus the managers, you know, versus upper management. And that's the way the media is trying to trying to do this in Pittsburgh. And the media does it everywhere. Don't get me wrong. But in my opinion, because I've been asked, because a lot of people that know me know that I'm a Steeler fan. And they ask me, is it Mitch or is it something up the ladder? It is a little bit of both. I mean, Mitch Trubisky can't totally be 100%, you know, innocent on all this. Because there's times where, where he's had guys wide open and he's making a throw he shouldn't have made. And the George Pickens one is a prime example where he had two guys open in the midfield and he's throwing a, guy, a pass to a guy that there was zero probability of catching it that now became a, a .00001 probability because he actually caught the fucking thing. So, you know, that's something where Mitch has got to improve on reading through the progressions and reading the field a lot better. That Mitch has got to take accountability for the play calling, unfortunately, Matt Canada's got to take that accountability, and I don't think he is. You know, there's Steeler fans that could sit there and say, it's not Canada's fault. He just calls the plays. It's Mitch that's got to execute them. Yeah, but if the defense knows what's coming, then how's Mitch supposed to execute if he can't audible it? So that's what I'm saying by if you're going to have the general which your quarterback is your field general. And he's the guy who's going to make the decisions. If you don't allow him to change a decision at the front line, what's going to happen? You're going to get destroyed every single time. So, you know, as far as this, as far as what's going on in Pittsburgh, and going back to the Tua Tonga Viola thing, actually, because... This is where Pittsburgh ties into this. So Ryan Clark and Mike Tomlin, I guess Ryan Clark was interviewing Mike Tomlin. And Mike Tomlin brought up something. And we all remember Ryan Clark, one of the best corners the Steelers ever had, and one of the most ferocious hitters in the league at his time. Okay? Honestly, I think, to me, Ryan Clark was very underrated at his, at his position. But... I forget what year it was, but obviously Ryan Clark's still playing. Ryan Clark's going to play the Denver Broncos. Well, the Steelers are going to play the Denver Broncos. Now, Ryan Clark is medically cleared to play. But many many that watch football didn't know he also has sickle cell. So with the altitude and everything, Mike Tomlin thought of his player safety Instead of what's best for the team. So, in this situation with two of Tonga Viola, it's the opposite. They thought of what's best for the team and not about their player safety. Because let's be honest, whether Tua played Thursday night or Tua didn't play Thursday night, even though as a, as, as a Steeler fan, obviously we want Miami to destroy Cincinnati because you're playing one of our biggest rivals. I get that. It wasn't going to happen. Miami, with or without Tua Tonga Viola, is not going to beat Cincinnati. Now, granted, yeah, any given Sunday could have happened, and Miami could have pulled it out with or without Tua Tonga Viola. But you got to think of your player safety, and the players got to make it. And the players got to step in and say, "Listen, you know, you want me here long term. I can't play this fucking game 
Did you not see what happened to me last Sunday? I mean, Tua Tonga Viola didn't even know where he was. And at one point, everybody thought the man was going to wind up being paralyzed. Right now, it's a bad look on the Dolphins, and it's a bad look on the NFL. And it's one the NFL cannot afford, especially after everything with the Watson situation and other incidents in the past. This is something where the NFL has got to wake the fuck up. And they got to, Roger Goodell has got to step in here, and there's got to be some sort of punishment. Miami has to face some sort of consequence for pretty much putting a guy out there to take more. That's like taking a boxer who's already been beating the shit out of and asking him to box somebody else the same night. That's in essence what it's like. You asked Tua Tonga Viola not only to take a beating on Sunday and then took a bigger beating on Sunday after he was already hurt. Then you put him out there Thursday to take more of the same. Again, not a good look to the NFL or for, or for the Dolphins. I don't know what the end result's going to be, but there needs to be one. Maybe there needs to be changes to the concussion protocol. Maybe you need more doctors on hand. Maybe the decision needs to be made by an outside party and not from team doctors. Because the team doctor is going to go based on, if the coach says, listen, you know, if he has a minor headache, he could still play, right? And then throw that doctor, say, you know, a C note, whatever the fuck. And the doctor goes, oh, yeah, sure, he'll, yep, he could play. We don't know. But, you know, again, what the NFL decides to do, we'll see, because because we've seen how much of a, of a circus show it is when they actually do discipline people. It's it's quite hilarious. So, But with that being said, I wanted to hop on. Being since I only did one, I figured I'd at least get the second one in this week. Um, so, you know, as usual, I like to thank everybody that follows and retweets. Obviously, one of my most loyal and best supporters is obviously my guys Brent and Dave at 1420 Sports. Um that episode the other day was absolutely fucking amazing. I just have to say that now. If you guys are not listening to Brent and Dave at 1420 Sports, you are not podcasting correctly then. I'm just going to let you know right now. Um, because if you listen to me and I'm as raw and blunt as it gets, they're right up there. So, <laughs> um, you know, but obviously my, uh, Sports Bliss with Robin Chris is another one to check out. Uh, Recliner King Sports Podcast, another good one to check out. Average Joe Sports, uh, another knowledgeable sports fanatic out there. Uh, you got Scoreboard Addicts, which is another good one I, that I've checked out recently. <coughs> level level the Playing Field Sports Podcast. This is why I like level, level the Playing Field Sports Podcast. He's very real and he's honest and also opinionated. Um, a lot of this, I'll get into this real quick. When people complain about judge being walked, intentionally walked, and he made a valid point. Now I didn't interject in it because you know, we already had like 30 people interjecting and every, 30 different opinions floating around the Twitter sphere. Okay. He's right in the fact that nobody wants to be a part of that side of history. So what are you going to do? Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna intentionally walk him. Bonds was intentionally walked at tr- double, triple the rate than anybody at Major League Baseball the year that he did it. Okay, 
and people sitting there, you know, and I understand we want to see the home run. Whether we're Yankee fans, not Yankee fans, we want to see history. Okay. But, you know, my guy at level of sports playing field is right. He's absolutely correct. Where we could sit here and bitch about it, but the pitcher's job is to not give up a hit or a run. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. But on the other side of the spectrum, you also have to understand that some people are going to look at it as a cowardly act. He doesn't want to face him. If he's that good of a pitcher, why is he avoiding throwing him strikes then? Because you know, you could be the best pitcher in the world. You could be Jacob DeGrom and get destroyed. <laughs> but, you know, but I wanted to put that out there. So, so if he was listening, I, I agreed with your opinion on that one. I agree with a lot of the opinions. You know, I see every every opinion differently and, you know, that, that just is what that is. Um, you know, also, if you're into pro wrestling, check out Bray Wyatt Fan 24. Um, another good one. He actually, it, it's the, the things he's done in the podcasting community as far as starting a good pods group chat, which I'm very uh, proud to say that I'm in. Um, you know, again, check him out. And to all the other podcasts out there that I, you know, that, that listen, follow, retweet, you know, it's always appreciated. There's so many of you to mention. I'd be here for another year and a half just rattling off every name. And Anchor only lets you record up to an hour. So <laughs> with that being said, I'm going to take off. So till the next one, as always, stay safe. And as always, peace.